When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Drake London, ladies and gentlemen. Drake London. To the moon. Might just be heading to the moon in a few moments. Stand by on that. Lamar Jackson uh, conversation. Another Alvin Kamara video released this in a limo. Uh, the bragging of the actual incident. Kamara bragging about connecting onto the man's face. Uh, we'll talk about that. A little Trey Lance, a little phone call action. The Fantasy Football Show. Ron Navy first in the building. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Fantasy Football Show, and I'm live every single Monday through Friday. Rain or shine, sickness or in health, uh, on a vacation with the family. Everybody's mad at me in Casa de Smitty because I work for you, and I never stop streaming. 365, multiple times per day, half of the time. This is what I do, and we've got a lot to talk about. Let's kick it off. First of all, we'll have some some Alvin Kamara footage uh, to look at. I'll drop that link in the live chat right now and pin it so you guys can take a look at it. It is it is pretty gruesome uh, stuff. Uh, actually, I'll find that link in a second and I'll I'll drop it. Uh, let's get to um, let's get to this first piece of news. And actually, let's get to Drake London. Let's get right to Drake London, shall we? Drake London. The man, the the myth, the legend, the guy that's on the satellite man list. Satellite man. Wait, what? Space cadets in training. Wait, wait, where? Wait a minute. Where where'd Drake London go? Oh, that's right. He graduated to the moon man list. The moon man, dropping loads in outer space. Well, what do you know? What do you say? Look at that space monster. Drake London has graduated from the satellite man list. We currently have no satellite man on the satellite man list. We'll have to add a couple. Satellite men. Drake London. It's been too long. We waited too long. Because we are sitting here about, I think, to announce in the next, I don't know, handful of uh, of weeks. Because we got to wait until March. Uh, soon, we'll be talking about this man, Lamar Jackson, heading to, heading to the Atlanta Falcons. And if that happens, your boy Smitty is going to be ecstatic. Everyone here is going to be ecstatic because two moon men get fed by Lamar Jackson moving over to Atlanta. And we're talking about Kyle Pitts and the newest moon man, Drake London. The moon man. Dropping loads in outer space. Look at these moon men. I, I I hate to break it to anybody that just stepped in here, but space where you been? And, and you've been missing out on content that's winning you fan, fantasy championships and best ball drafts. This is the best collection of moon men that anybody could assemble. 
from Pollard to Pickens to Watt to Watson to Kenneth Walker to Pitts to London. If you haven't noticed, the Moonman list is all about value and, and exploding from the value. And the Marsmen list is about winning championships for a living. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Look at these monsters. I mean... Loads dropping and spinning aimlessly <laughs> in space. Does it not seem obvious to you? I look at this list and I say, how are anybody... How's anybody not excited about every single one of these seven monsters right here? Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Bijan. The first three on the list. The first three Marsmen to drop. Jamar Chase, uh, Bijan, and Joe Burrow. Arguably, guys, you can in, in grandma leagues where your grandma's drafting or your uncle buddy boy or your uncle Bobby boy is in your draft and your cousin and your in your 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 uh, uh, your your little brother. These are the leagues where you can draft Jamar Chase in round one, Bijan at the top of two, uh, you know, and, and Joe Burrow in three. You literally could draft all three of these guys in a grandma league. Soon you won't be able to, but you can do a little baby trade. Where you trade your your third rounder up into the second, so you can get both Bijan and Burrow, or whatever you got to do. If you got to trade your second up into the first by giving up a, a six round pick for free, whatever you got to do to land these three, you land these three guys on one team. You might as well walk straight to the bank and give them an IOU, and you tell them Smitty sent you. Okay, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Charbonnet, these seven monsters are going to win leagues for people just like last year's Mars Men and Moon Men won leagues for people. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, rookie running backs don't belong on the ship. Whoa, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I don't even know if I read this correctly. Let's have the computer read this because I, I feel like I couldn't have seen. Rookie RB don't belong on the ship. Rookie RBs don't belong on the ship. What are you talking about, Ray? What are you talking about, Ray? I don't even understand what's coming out of your mouth right now. What do you mean rookies don't belong on the ship? Rookies are how we live, bro. That's how we win championships. Are you out of your mind? The moon man. Dropping loads in outer space. One rookie, two rookie, three rookie, four. Space Moses. All four of those rookie running backs, baby. We got Walker and Pollard. Walker was a rookie last year. Jamar, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Brees Hall was a rookie last year. What are you talking about? Space. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Bijan, Gibbs, Charbonnet, three rookie running backs are going to win leagues. Spinning aimlessly. Win space. leagues. Win league. Win league. Win league. Win league. Win league. Win league, bro. What are we talking about here, Ray? Is that your name, Ray? What's his name? Ray. Ray. I got a little something for you, Ray. Ray, I appreciate you. I hope you don't go run away. Have thick skin. Take a lap. It's good for you. But, Ray... Whoa, 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 <laughs> I can't even get through my, my opening, bro. What are we doing here? I, I, let me have the computer read this one. Look at this. Look at this beauty. Look at this beauty right here. I hear you out. So you really think London is that much better than Hollywood at PB and waivers? 
BC, I don't think it's a significant difference from Hollywood to London emo. You don't think there's a difference between Drake, London, and Hollywood Brown, bro? What? Swaggy, we haven't made you take a lap in a while, which is surprising, to be honest with you. But, but Swaggy, go ahead and hold this for me. Swaggy, no offense, bro. Sometimes you have some good takes, and, and I'm not against Swaggy at all. Um, but Swaggy, this this sounds like a, a first-year fantasy player right here, to be honest with you. I, I've never seen you say something quite like this. You could have bold takes, you could be you could disagree with some of the things I say, but this right here, bro. What are we what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Did you hit your head earlier this morning? Um, this is like in fantasy, where's where's my Where's my button here? I, I got something here. I got something here. Take a two-mile lap, Smitty disapproves of that. Dumb way to draft or trade. So, I Swaggy, I, I'm... It is what it is, bro. All right. Um, Ron Navy dropping a, a Swaggy thought Sutton's better than Alave. Well, hey, I, we're, we all missed. I'm not saying I'm perfect or I haven't, you know, missed. I, I, I didn't like Barkley... In, in the, at the end of round two last year. I liked him at the top of three. I'm like, I like Barkley at three, but I don't want to take him. We all miss, bro. But London and Hollywood Brown? <laughs> what? <laughs> bro, one's an elite top five to ten wide receiver. The other is Hollywood Brown, bro. <laughs> yeah, there's Hollywood Brown, bro. Wrong. Muy mal. Got him. I would prefer to draft Pitts, to be honest, at his value. Bro, you aren't, you're speaking to the choir in terms of, of, of Pitts. I mean, the moon man dropping loads. Talking about the guy, space. talking about the guy sitting right next to him. Of course, we love Kyle Pitts, but I'm taking Drake London all day over Hollywood, over Hollywood Brown, bro. Like, here's the thing I don't understand Hollywood Brown, he didn't have a quarterback, bro. For at least half a year, Swaggy. He's got no quarterback. Like, if you were to say, hey, Kyler, Kyler didn't get hurt last year. We're in fairy tale world. And you said, I kind of like I kind of like Hollywood Brown more than Drake Lennon. I might say to you, Swaggy, take a big fat lap, but I at least appreciate it. He has no quarterback. What's Hollywood Brown going to do? What's Hollywood Brown going to do? Uh, Smitty, do you see the release of the video on Camaras? Yeah, uh, Logan, I said that at the top. Um, I'm going to drop the, the link for you guys right now. It's on my IG, bro. So he, here's the link right now. I'll drop it in the live chat. You guys can can go watch it if you want. Here it is right here. Um, let me pin that bad boy. And and we're, we're going to be talking about this soon. But I've, I've pinned the limousine situation. I've got it on my Instagram. I've pinned it. So if anybody would like to see it, we'll get to that in a moment. Let's let's move on, okay? I've been sidetracked this entire time on uh, on Drake London, as if Drake London's not an amazing moon man. Top 7 to 10, top 5 to 10 wide receiver in 2023. Honestly, I'm ashamed of myself that it took me this long to bump him from the satellite man list to the moon man list. But the crazy part is the moment he gets Lamar Jackson, 
Everyone and their mother's going to be on this train. Every single person's going to be on this train. Um, half the moon men are just stash guys. What? What? <laughs> you know, I love this. Ray, Ray, Ray. Let's give Ray a round of applause. Ray, I appreciate you for several reasons. Number one, Ray, I want you to know how much I appreciate you because you are doing us a service. Do you know how much it makes me feel good that I'm not hearing? These are all obvious calls, Smitty, on the Moon Man list. Ray, thank you. Ray, you just gave me a bunch of motivation, Ray. I'm so excited that you think the Moon Man list is not that good because guess what people said about our Moon Man list last year? You want to take a, a little stroll down memory lane, Ray? This is the yearbook that I had delivered from last year's season. The 2022 Fantasy Football, The Fantasy Football Show yearbook. Look, Ray. Look, Ray. Burrow. Oh, but Burrow. Burrow's not going to be that good. You know how many people clowned on Burrow? Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen's not... Accurate, Smitty. ETN. Oh, beginning of the year, he's trash. James Robinson's the number one. Walker, ninth, tenth, eleventh round pick. Hall, seventh, eighth round pick, climbs up to round five. CD Lamb, he busted the year prior. St. Brown, who's this guy? Tony Pollard, he's a backup. AJ Brown, he's he's injury prone and he's got he's got hurts throwing him the football. Most likely to succeed. Oh. Best couple. Burrow and, and Jamar Chase, we smashed the 2022 predictions. And now I know Ray's going to say those are all obvious calls because hindsight's 2020, Ray. But let me tell you something, Ray. You couldn't have made my day anymore. You couldn't have made my day anymore. The moon men dropping loads in outer space. The fact that Ray thinks that this is a bunch of stashes, it warms my heart. Space monsters. It warms my heart. Ray, I'm excited, Ray. You made my day, Ray. Unbelievable. I love it. I love it. Stashes. Unbelievable. Use Smitty for his excellent tight end and QB advice. All the rest is decent stuff. <laughs> Ray, Ray, you're warming my heart even more. <laughs> Ray's such a fan. Ray, I appreciate you. It was an underhanded compliment, but I appreciate it nonetheless, Ray. And you're here... So that tells me you do like the channel enough to come visit and frequent. Um, but I appreciate you, Ray. I do notice the thumbs down, but that's okay, Ray. That's okay, Ray. <laughs> I still love you, pal. Um, everything else, this is one of the best endorsements. I may put this on the front of thefantasyfootballshow.com. And I'm going to say this. You, Smitty, for excellent tight end and QB advice. All the rest is decent stuff. <laughs> <laughs> thefantasyfootballshow.com learn about it <laughs> uh, last year's was good but this year's is not good well Ray where were you saying that last year when I said it and everybody clowned on it Ray does like my channel thank you Ray okay uh, so anyway L London Gold London Gold, man. This Drake London guy is going to go to the moon, get get some shares. I love, like, having Alave Watson in, in London. I love having um, uh, Garrett Wilson, London, and Alave. 
and you can do that you can do that in a in an auction draft pretty comfortably you know what i'm saying like like you go into an auction draft and and ray ray might not believe this because ray only likes me for the quarterback quarterbacks and tight ends <laughs> ray which i i rank number one in the industry in in qb rankings from last year the year before and the year before average just so you know and that's probably why you like me but I do know a little thing about wide receivers too, Ray. You might want to sit back and, and enjoy this one. But in an auction, if you were to go after, let's say, Alave, Garrett Wilson, and Watson, I'm betting you in an auction, and I, I don't know the exact, uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to guess some numbers here. I'm going to go ahead and say, oh man, where's Vamp? Where's Vamp? We're almost out of this marker here. Garrett, I'm going to say, I'm just kidding. We got Vampy, Vampy stocked this up over here. I'm going to say probably Garrett Wilson's going to be in the $40 range, Alave in the $38 to $40 range, and Watson in the $30 range, I would imagine, or or even, even cheaper. Maybe Garrett Wilson's $35, $35, $35 to $40. And maybe even like $25. You know what I'm saying? So if you were in an auction and you you buy your wide receivers for what's under $100, for really what's under $90, or right around $90 total for your wide receivers for three, and you get these guys, and then you can spend you know about 100 bucks on, on two rookies and a burrow. You know what I'm saying? So if you walk out of your, your $200 auction draft and you've got a team that looks a little something like this number right here, Burrow, uh, you know, and you might not, you may or may not be able to get Bijan too. Let's just say Bijan. Let's say you got Charbonnet for very cheap in a in a redraft, and then you got you got uh, Garrett Wilson, Alave, and Watson. You could you could you could come away with something like that. And you could probably buy that on a dynasty to some degree. And who knows what that does in 2023. It's kind of a crafty like way to build a team. Maybe not every team, but one or two teams. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Lamar. So we talked about this earlier. Lamar uh, a little over two, uh, a day and a half ago um, when the franchise tag window was opening. Lamar Jackson put this on his Instagram stories. Uh, Ron, thank you for letting me track, helping me track it down because it, you know, he vanished. He took it down or it vanished. Uh, found the the screenshot of it, but it says, no matter how much genuine love you show, it'll never be enough. So angry face, like you know, f it or whatever he's trying to say. Um, I feel like maybe Ray wrote this to me, but I think that yeah, this is Camara. Okay, never mind. This I'm not Camara. This is Lamar to the Ravens. Um. For a minute, though, I thought it was another note, note from a love note from Ray, but this right here, he's done. Like, could could it, could it be repaired? Could they go to Lamar, the Ravens, and say, "Hey, you know that hundred million dollars in guaranteed money that we're apart on our negotiation, we're gonna give it to you." Like, and then he come back and and they repair some stuff. Absolutely. But is this more likely to go south for the Ravens? Yes. Is franchise tagging Lamar? A likely indication that they're going to trade him? Yes. Does Munkin coming in and not even having uh, a quarterback 
for a big part of the early offseason. Is that troubling for Munkin? Yeah, it's, it's going to be. They have a new offensive coordinator that's coming in trying to design a new offense, and the quarterback's not going to be there anytime soon. So they're going to try and, I think, build around what they can, getting three, maybe even four first-round picks uh, to the highest bidder of Lamar. And when you look at the teams that are in need of quarterbacks, we do this every single day, the teams are large in numbers. Okay, the Miami Dolphins probably not getting Lamar because they don't have a 2023 first rounder. So their offer is going to look minute compared to the other teams that might be going and attacking Lamar Jackson. Falcons are going to give up the world. If they've got to give up four first rounders, they'll give up four first rounders. They tried to go after Watson hardcore and the Falcons missed. And the Falcons are built to win. And you can laugh at that all you want. I'm sure Ray will be in here saying, Smitty, the Falcons aren't a quarterback away. What are you talking about, Smitty? They are. They're a quarterback away. This team, as Double A pointed out the other night, aside from the Bengal loss, close win, 3.7 point, whatever, under 10 point win uh, or losses pretty much the whole season when they lost. They beat the Niners in, in earlier on, week five or week six. The Falcons are built to win. They're built to win. Yeah, can they improve on the offensive line a little? Can they improve on the defense? Of course, can they improve uh, in, in, a, in a number of different areas? Absolutely. But they're built to win. You throw Lamar Jackson on the Atlanta Falcons, Drake London is a top 6-10 to 10 wide receiver like the title of this video says. If you throw Lamar Jackson who made... Mark Andrews into the beast that he was for so many years and probably still could be if he got healthy and Lamar stayed, but probably not if Lamar leaves, but could Lamar turn Kyle Pitts into a top three tight end? Absolutely. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Lamar Jackson, put them all on one team together in fantasy and draft around it because they're going to cost you a third, a fourth, and a sixth maybe. And you'll still get your first and second rounders to throw into the Lamar, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts stack. And we're going to make a, an animation for it. Lamar, Kyle, London. If this trade gets executed and Lamar Jackson heads to Atlanta, you're talking about a new pancake stack that's the cousin of the pancake stack we've already got up and going. The tripod also likened Our to tripod. in ancient Egypt are constructed using Burrow or Hertz, Chase or a JB Hall or Walker. Yeah, buddies. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. Give me the Falcons all day long. All day long. Uh, just know if two-thirds of these rookie running backs are solid starters, you're kicking so much but if you're true moon man true moon man believer ray that's the whole point but i appreciate that i appreciate that astute observation ray but there's a reason why these guys are where they're at the moon man dropping loads in outer space ray this is the number one running back in fantasy football maybe not redraft space monsters but could be redraft but in Dynasty, this is the number one running back in fantasy football, B. John Robinson. This is arguably the number one running back in fantasy football Dynasty. Um, these two are, are neck and neck for me. This guy right here, Walker. Both these guys, rookies from last year, Ray. You paying attention, rookie running backs last year? This running back class, Ray, is as good or better than the 2022 rookie running back class, Ray. And if you don't believe me, Ray, 
ask yourself while you're watching this channel. And so Charbonnet, Gibbs, Gibbs is going to be a monster. This is Alvin Kamara 2.0. Charbonnet is a top 10 running back, Ray. Ray, Bijan, Gibbs, and Charbonnet could all be top 10 running backs, Ray. All top 10 running backs. Look at London. Look at London. Look at him. Look at him. Unbelievable. Monster. Michael KCPA dropping a... a uh, I'm getting my, uh, my money gun fixed, by the way. So until then, you're still getting the manual version of this. But Michael KCPA, $20 hauler. Michael KCPA making it rain in the studio with a $20 hauler. Michael KCPA says, thoughts on Lions, Jamison Williams, Moonman in training? Potentially. The part I don't like about that situation is I as good as Goff was last year, and he could be he could do what he did last year again. He's not good enough to make two wide receiver ones, and one of them is going to either beat the other one out, or they're both going to take away from each other and become wide receiver twos, which is unfortunate. Um, but it's kind of the way it goes. So um, thank you, Michael KCPA, for that super chat, by the way. But I do like him. I do like him a lot. We got some more super chats here. Ron says, Swaggy also thought... Oh, he already did this one. That Sutton, better than Alave. Um, we all miss, so that's okay. But this whole Hollywood Brown versus London thing, Swaggy. This thing, I, I can't get over that one. Uh, this one's from Hob G's. Get the likes up, Smitty. How do you... How do you do the green? How do you do the green membership, Drake? All day. If you want to become a YouTube exclusive member, Javi, um, we have Zoom calls every Sunday. We're getting back to those. It's one Zoom call every Sunday now that the Super Bowl is over. We're getting back to. There's one call every Sunday during the off season. Two calls during the in season. And if you want to become a YouTube exclusive member and get on those Zoom calls, all you got to do is uh, subscribe right here. I dropped the link right now. Um, that link right there. You'll want to click on become a $9.99 member a month. Or if you don't want to do that, Havji, uh, uh, and get the YouTube or the, the Zoom call once a weekend and twice a weekend during this season, you can just do the $1.99. For $1.99, you get a green name. For $1.99 a month, you get the emojis. For $1.99 a month, you're, you're supporting the channel. Um, so there's just the two packages. If you want the Zoom calls and, and early releases, usually I, I, I didn't drop one for this one. Uh, but early releases for Moon Men and Bull Predictions I send in a, in a private message. I need to make sure I do that going forward. I'm sorry I didn't do it on this one. Uh, to anybody that's a $9.99 um, YouTube exclusive member. So appreciate you dropping that super chat. Avatar with a $5 hauler says, London, uh, whoops. London, is my, London is my tent pole player this season. Calling my shot now. You see me dropping stats to support it. Avatar likes London gold to the moon. London gold to the moon. He's, he's gold, baby. He's gold. Uh, Ron Navy dropping another $5 hauler. When these guys go off next year, will Ray come back and say you were right? No, Ray will probably, no offense, Ray, either vanish or he'll say something like, no, I liked him. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe Ray will come in and be like, look, Smitty, you're right. I'm falling you into the, the gates of fantasy hell next time. I don't know. Maybe you won't. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I miss on all these guys. But I'll tell you what. When I look at this Moon Man list, I start salivating. The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space. I'm even more excited that people like Ray said this is a group of stashes. Space Moses. <laughs> like, I don't even understand. I'm looking at Gibbs. I'm looking at Charbonnet. I'm looking at uh, Walker. I'm looking at 
Pollard. I'm looking at Tucker as the stash. Tucker's more the stash. I'm looking at Hall, Bijan. These are all top 10 running backs to me. They're top 10 running backs. That's the point is people don't see them quite at that level yet. Amazingness is what I call that. Amazingness. And then on top of that, Garrett Wilson, top 5 to 10 wide receiver. Garrett Wilson might be a top 4 wide receiver, Ray. A top 4 wide receiver. Alave could be a 6 to 10 wide receiver. Watson could be a top, I don't know, 8 to 12 wide receiver. London's a top 5 to 12 wide receiver. Big range until we get that quarterback in place. Kyle Pitts could be... Honestly, I know some of you don't agree with the Kyle Pitts call. That was the only one I got a little bit of pushback from from some people. The most of them, everyone loves it. London, everyone loves it, except for Ray. Everyone in here, it's Swaggy. Swaggy and Ray. I've never seen Swaggy and Ray chatting at the exact same time. It could be the same person. But those are the only two or one person, if it's one, that doesn't like London on this. So everyone was ecstatic about London, begging for London. London's on the Moon Man list. Kyle Pitts is the only one where I feel like we have a little bit of a, a difference in, in a way across the community. I'm telling you right now, would not shock me if Kyle Pitts was tight end two in 2023. Especially if Lamar lands in, in Atlanta, which we're kind of being predictive here. If Lamar lands in Atlanta, the people that have been doubting Kyle Pitts are going to say, well, now that, that Lamar's there, I like him. Well, of course you do. You know, part of what we do here is be predictive. Part of why I love Kyle Pitts is trying to project that they get a quarterback. And if they don't, he's still got top five tight end upside. Kyle Pitts had the number one tight end season for an NFL tight end and and fantasy football tight end in the history of the NFL. Number one, he had a bad year last year. He got injured last year. He had Marcus Mariota throwing him the football last year. Wasn't his fault. And yeah, he disappointed, but guess what? That disappointment translates into what was third round, even some high third round draft value last year for Kyle Pitts, way overdrafted, right? To a now sixth, seventh round value. Does anybody understand the difference between a third round Kyle Pitts, a third round Kyle Pitts, and a sixth or seventh round Kyle Pitts? You're talking about extremely different expectation levels. You're talking about if he is a top three tight end, you win your league because you drafted Kyle Pitts at, as the number six or seven tight end and he finishes number two. You want you want this Travis Kelsey value? Everyone says, Smitty, don't you love Kelsey at number three overall? Smitty, why don't you like Kelsey in the top five? Because I'm about grabbing the next elite breakout tight end. The crazy part is he's obvious. The crazy part is everybody thought he was going to do that last year. The crazy part is the breakout tight end in 2023 is is Kyle Pitts. And it's going to look obvious like like uh hindsight's going to be 2020 15-15. You know, we might as well we might as well turn this into the Kyle Pitts conversation because that's what we're talking about right now. Let me go ahead and paste this in here. Hold on. I'm trying to get the the topics always uh, at hand so you guys all know what's going on and who I'm talking about, especially on the replays. So Kyle Pitts is the current topic. We we're not we're not shutting up about this. We're gonna still talk about this for a couple minutes. So I want to put Kyle Pitts right there in the in the side. I understand a lot of you are skeptical. I understand a lot of you are worried. I understand a lot of you are burned. You feel burned with Kyle Pitts. But if you continue to ask me who the next breakout tight end is, and I don't give you the answer of, oh, it's this guy you barely know, or, oh, yeah, yeah, you like uh, you like so-and-so too, Smitty. I'm very, very much on the, on the uh, uh, I don't know, give me a tight end. Give me a tight end like, um, 
McBride from Arizona. A lot of people like him. Everyone wants me to say that that kind of name. A deep name that's going to become a top two or three tight end. There, there are no tight ends that I at least assess right now, and that could change, that is that is going to reach top two, top three tight end value. Like a, a Komet, obviously some value going from like tight end eight to tight end four or five, possible. Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, they all kind of disappointed last year. So there's possibilities of dropping into the six, seven, eight round tight end value. Could they become three, four? Absolutely. Absolutely. So there is some value in those guys. I love I love a lot of tight ends this year in that value range. But Kyle Pitts is the answer. When you want the next the next breakout Kelsey, Kyle Pitts is hiding based on the, the failed uh output last year and people's soiled expectations from last year. He's sitting there for the taking. You can either dance around it, you can either sulk in last year's stats and out- outcome, or you could sit here and go, you know what? Smitty's right. If I was having to draft him back in the third round or fourth round, then I would be skeptical. But what people aren't doing is adjusting and adapting and recalibrating their valuation on Kyle Pitts when he went from third round to sixth round, third round to seventh round. It's a whole different ball game when he's in that territory. So I'm telling you right now, you want to win your league? There you go. Kyle Pitts in 6-7 is going to win you a league. Going to absolutely win you a league. Uh, and And Joku... Bro can't stay healthy. I, I don't mind him. I like him. Likely certainly has that deeper appeal of being a top five to seven tight end. Problem is, what if they trade Lamar away? Now he's got to compete with uh, with uh, Mark Andrews and there's no quarterback. So it all depends on what happens with Lamar. Um, let's see here. Let's see here, Ron. You get, you get him cheaper if he's not as good. You didn't waste money. I think you're talking about... Um, Schultz, I like Schultz a lot. I like Schultz a lot. Lamar with Hopkins, Pitts, and London. Yeah, I mean, they could trade for DeAndre. DeAndre won't cost a lot. The Cardinals will give him up, I think, pretty easily. So, all right. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Lamar Jackson, we, we we touched on that already. We touched on Kyle Pitts. Kind of goes hand in hand. All, all, all these guys go hand in hand because we assume London... Kyle Pitts and Lamar Jackson are all playing on the same team together. Might as well talk about Algier for a moment. If the if the if the Ravens end up surrendering all their first round picks, maybe a couple of seconds or whatever they've got to do, maybe three first rounders in a couple of seconds, and they have no draft capital. Um, there's a good chance that Tyler Algier escapes the earlier rounds of running back drafting, and this team says, "Look, we got Algier." We traded away a lot of our draft picks. We need to capitalize on the draft selections that we're, we're throwing down, and, and we need to land them. We need to have a 100% hit rate on the remaining picks that we have. We can't gamble on a position we feel like we already have covered. So I have a feeling Tyler Algier escapes the NFL draft if they trade for Lamar and ends up being potentially a moon man himself because he's going to have no competition. Alvin Kamara, link to the Alvin Kamara video is in the live chat pinned. I pinned it. This footage is bad. I'm not going to play it here on the YouTube channel, um, but you can click on the link and go see it. But Alvin Kamara in a limousine. There's new footage released. I have it on my Instagram. It's pinned in the live chat where he's boasting and bragging about connecting in the in the domestic uh, or in the in the uh, uh, <coughs> assault incident that he's indicted for on the conspiracy to commit battery and the battery resulting in bodily harm. Two different count, two different charges that Kamara's being 
uh, brought up on. And while, like Tony, the, the, the attorney said when he came on our live the other night, if Camaras, if he pleads because you can't settle, everyone says, oh, he'll settle and get out of it. There's no settling in criminal. It's called pleading. And if you plea, you're admitting guilt. And you only plea if you're trying to get a lesser sentence. So he's going to, he's going to trial. He's going to trial and there's no settlement. You don't settle out of a, a criminal situation. So Alvin Kamara boasting and bragging about it. His buddy in the front seat did turn around. This part I didn't include in my video, but he turns around and goes, bro, you can't do that. You can't do that stuff. This will bring a lawsuit. Uh, paraphrasing a little bit of what he said. And Kamara's response was, yeah, but you know I can't handle that, you know, whatever. Basically admitting he can't control himself. Basically admitting he knows that that he, you know, did wrong. Um, bragging about connecting. The other people in the, in the in the vehicle also saying, yeah, man, you hit it. There's two females in the back, or at least one female in the back says, yeah, I saw you hit him or whatever it was. But he said, I connected so hard on his jaw. And, and, and so this footage on top of the new footage released both on my Instagram is, is likely to put Kamara, I think in a, in a season long suspension. The, the question will be is if he decides to move forward with a speedy trial and Tony said he didn't know what the, the laws were in, in, in Las Vegas for a request of a speedy trial, but a speedy trial is probably in the best interest of Kamara if he's able to get the, the plea uh, uh, arrangements of the lesser charge, the conspiracy to commit battery, kind of like saying I conspired to commit battery, but not admitting that the battery took place. And why would the why would the uh, why would the prosecution uh, even go that direction to 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 get a speedy result? Uh, a lot of times, in in order to not suck the uh, the the money out of the the state and the and the and the court system. They'll try and speed things along. It's basically an omission. Uh, we're going to plead to the conspiracy charge. And in that is a lot of damages, medical damages, lots of money in the medical like uh, realm for him to pay this individual, the alleged victim. And so there'll still be a civil situation that Kamara is going to have to go through. But bottom line is, if he pleaded guilty and took a plea... On the, on the conspiracy charge, there's a chance the NFL could say, I don't know if they will because the optics are horrible, could say, hey, conspiracy, he didn't he didn't plead guilty to the actual bodily harm, even though we know it happened, but he's only charged on the conspiracy. Conspiracy is a much smaller charge, and he could see a two to six, two to eight game suspension on that charge. Like if that was the only charge and he didn't have the footage, that's what it would probably be for the NFL, two to six games, two to eight games. But the optics are so bad, I could see the NFL saying there's no like written script. There's no, oh, yeah, if you do conspiracy for battery, yeah, that's a two to six game. They can do whatever they want. The optics are so bad. I could I could see them suspending him indefinitely and then this being a, a reapply in a year type of situation. We'll have to see. The NFL has been very weird about how they go about everything. Um, so that's the Camara thing. Trey Lance, oh, we do have this piece on Carr. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but De uh, Derek Carr, when he visited with the New York Jets, they buttered him up. They greased his wheels. They told him how amazing he was. And basically, uh, Diana uh, Rossini says that the Jets made it real personal, too. They said, we believe if you come to New York and win, you could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And while we don't agree with that, obviously, right, because we have brains and eyeballs, he's not a Hall of Famer. 
I think Derek Carr is very undervalued. I think people don't realize how good he could be in New York. I don't think people realize the stats that Derek Carr has had the 28th, the 29th, the 30th, the 31st, between 28 and 32, worst defense across all categories, across all categories that matter. They weren't 15th in, 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 in interceptions uh, against, they weren't, they weren't, 15th at one point in points scored against. They were literally in the bottom four of almost every major category the entire time Derek Carr was in Oakland and in Las Vegas. The entire time with the Raiders, they had a bottom four defense across the board. So that makes you into not the most accurate quarterback. That makes you into a quarterback that's reaching into his back pocket and trying to trying to make a, a something out of nothing. And without a good defense, he didn't have a shot to become an elite quarterback. And while I don't know that he'll become an elite quarterback, I'm talking like the the Hurts and those guys, those types of guys. He's certainly, he's certainly capable, not of a Hall of Famer, but what this indicates to us is the Jets love him. And the Jets would probably ink him. Who cares about Aaron Rodgers? If you commit to us, we'll take it now. And there's two reasons why the Jets want to do this. Number one, he doesn't cost draft capital. Aaron Rodgers is going to cost a couple first-rounders. Derek Carr was released by the Las Vegas Raiders, and he could sign tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers can't be traded until June 1st unless the Packers agree to eat the entire $40 million in cap hit. And if Aaron Rodgers, if they say we're not trading Aaron Rodgers till June 1st, that's such a, such a setback for the team. So there's a lot of negatives involved. Aaron Rodgers may not be traded until June 1st. If he's traded from the Green Bay Packers to the Jets, he costs multiple first rounders. He may not stay more than one year and you're giving up future first rounders. Derek Carr costs no draft picks. So it, it's a big difference to go after Derek Carr. If you believe in Derek Carr, is he a Hall of Famer? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that. I think it's a ridiculous situation, but they're greasing the wheels. They're telling him how wonderful he is. They clearly love him. And I think it's pretty safe to say that at this moment in time, Derek Carr is likely headed to New York. He'll go, I think, kick the tires at a few more places. I think he's enjoying having control of the situation. He's enjoying a lot of teams wanting him and wanting to bring him in. This guy's been uh, feeling neglected in Las Vegas, feeling doubted in Las Vegas, feeling hated in Las Vegas, feeling unwanted in Las Vegas. So he's enjoying this. He's going to milk it a little bit. I don't blame him. But I think he's going to realize, I've never had a number one, number two, or number three defense in the NFL. And I'll tell you this right now. If this team gets Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jets are the number one defense in the entire National Football League in 2023. Not the Niners, not anybody. The New York Jets are the number one defense. They probably already were. But when your offense can't move the football down the field, your defense is always on the field, it gets worn down. It plays at a lesser value. More points get scored against it. More stats get run up because the defense is constantly on the field. And they're going to let a little slippage happen. The New York Jets, with a solid quarterback, are the number one defense in football because the offense will cascade into the, the defense. The defense will cascade into the offense to help each other. The New York Jets are the number one defense in football. You give Derek Carr the number one defense in football. You give Derek Carr, Garrett Wilson. You give Derek Carr, Brees Hall. You give Aaron Rodgers those as well. But if you give Derek Carr those, Derek Carr is going to do well. Derek Carr is going to have a top six to ten fantasy, top seven to ten fantasy football season in 2023 in New York. 
And if he doesn't, let's say he's more like 8 to 12, he's still going to be NFL good. He'll still be a top 6 to 7, top 7 to 8 NFL quarterback, even if you take fantasy football out. Think Troy Aikman in Dallas. Great quarterback NFL-wise. Very bad fantasy quarterback. Usually they go hand in hand now. You can't really be a great quarterback and not be a good fantasy quarterback just the way the NFL is these days. But Derek Carr could be a slightly better NFL quarterback than he is fantasy football quarterback because of the nature of the defense and the the way the offense is set up. And it's going to have Brees Hall running the ball to defense, really doing some damage. So Derek Carr right now feels like he's on his way to New York based on all the news. That's the way I feel about it. Trey Lance. Oh, and then last last thing on on Aaron Rodgers. Um, This right here. Uh, whoops, this right here on, uh, let's see, this is Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones um, said that this year seems more real in terms of Aaron Rodgers being gone. And we're hearing different things. We're hearing that Aaron Rodgers might be headed back to Green Bay right now. I don't know if this is to, to do something in person. I don't know if this is to just go back to Green Bay anyway. Uh, I don't know if this has anything to do with him talking to the Packers. I don't know if this has anything to do with him requesting a trade and wanting to go somewhere immediately or him retiring. We have no idea, but Aaron Rodgers reportedly is headed back to Green Bay. Um, We'll have to wait and see on that. But Aaron Rodgers, before the the darkness retreat, felt like he was trending in the direction of either going to New York, the Raiders, or retiring versus going back to Green Bay. Things can change when you come out of a darkness retreat. Who knows what's going to happen at this point? Uh, but but Aaron, Aaron Jones saying that he feels like it feels more real that Aaron Rodgers is gone. The reports uh, from that Boston Globe reporter that said that the, the Packers are feeling disgusted by Aaron Rodgers and they're ready to move on. And they're infatuated, quote unquote, infatuated with Jordan Love. And it makes sense for the Packers to maybe go down the road of Jordan Love, give him a try because... If they're infatuated with him, it doesn't matter what we think. If they love him, they want to give him a shot. They're going to lose him. At this point, if they bring Aaron Rodgers back, they have to trade Jordan Love or they're not going to get any value for him. So Jordan Love's either getting traded or Aaron Rodgers is getting traded. I highly doubt, very unlikely, that both quarterbacks are on the Green Bay Packer roster in 2023. They will trade one of them. I think it will be Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers, because New York is probably going to get Carr, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to the Las Vegas Raiders to play football with his former teammate, Devontae Adams, who Aaron Rodgers helped mold and sculpt into the wide receiver that Devontae is today. Devontae Adams has been missing Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he would take Derek Carr back if you offered him his choice because that's his best friend. He loves Derek Carr. He supports Derek Carr, but Derek Carr's gone. Derek Carr is in the past. This guy right now, Devontae Adams, is looking at nobody. He doesn't want Jared Stidham throwing him the football. He says, if I can't have Carr, give me the second best in my mind the best you know football player but the second best choice for him because he wants his best friend Derek Carr Derek Carr's gone now he's he's begging drooling uh, salivating over the opportunity of catching footballs again from this guy Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders have so much money tied into Devontae Adams and the situation that the window's closing it's a ticking time bomb for the Raiders are they gonna are they gonna franchise tag Josh Jacobs I think they will if they know they're bringing Aaron Rodgers back. What did Josh Jacobs say? I don't want to play on the tag unless we reload and go after a championship. I think getting Aaron Rodgers is reloading pretty well. So Josh Jacobs will happily come play football for the Raiders on the $10 million franchise tag if Aaron Rodgers is in fact headed to Las Vegas with some draft pick swappage. 
Okay, so my prediction as of this moment, and it does change based on the news. I have bounced around on this, but because the news is changing and ever-evolving, Aaron Rodgers going to the Las Vegas Raiders, they can't miss on this. They have to swing huge. They have to give an enormous amount over to the Green Bay Packers because if they miss, they can't go after Derek Carr. Derek Carr's not on the table. They released him. Lamar Jackson, I haven't heard anything about Lamar going to the Raiders, so they're not getting Lamar. They're going to go, what, to Jimmy G throwing the football? to Devontae Adams. Jimmy G can't throw seven yards down the field. Mike White would be semi-interesting. And if, if, if maybe Aaron Rodgers stayed in Green Bay, I suppose the Raiders could try and trade for Jordan Love. But at this moment in time, I'm predicting the Raiders land Aaron Rodgers if he doesn't return to Green Bay. Uh, Lamar Jackson gets traded to the Atlanta Falcons. And Derek Carr, they're enamored with him in New York. So he heads to the New York Football Jets. Maybe Mike White heads, heads over to either the Bucks or the Saints. Those would be good landing spots for him. I think uh, I think ultimately you've got Geno Smith uh, in Seattle again. Danny Dimes probably getting franchise tagged by the New York, Jet, or New York Giants. And they're going to try and sign Barkley to a long-term deal. And if they don't get that done, guess who's hitting the free agency uh, situation? Good old Barkley. Barkley going to maybe Miami to play with Miami Mike. Maybe Barkley heads to, I don't know. He could go to a, a bunch of different situations. If we look at the the uh, running back board, this is the, the free agent running back board right here. Barkley going to Buffalo. Barkley going to the Miami Dolphins. Barkley going to the Bengals. Who knows? The Bengals might say, hey, you know what? We're a running back away now that Mixon's kind of fading away. You know, who knows about his off-the-field situation that could reemerge because it sounds like the victim may want to file charges again, may not. We don't know. The Bengals, the the Raiders um, could be an option if they don't get Aaron Rodgers. If they get Aaron Rodgers, they got 60 mil tied up in Aaron Rodgers. They can't go after, they'd have to franchise tag Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs and Aaron Rodgers are tied together if Rodgers gets traded to the Raiders. Because $10 million is not a lot of money to franchise a running back. That's a pretty good deal. The Carolina Panthers could be interested in Barkley. I can kind of envision that for some reason. The Eagles would be fire. Uh, the Giants might, like I said, uh, work out a long-term deal. Arizona, you never know. And the Chicago Bears, Barkley, Fields, Hopkins. Imagine if the Chicago Bears trade for DeAndre Hopkins and, and they make another trade for Saquon Barkley. They surround Fields with all this talent. That is amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. If, if the Chicago Bears thought that big and they tried to go after it now. Yeah, they'd have to use a lot of their, their draft capital on offensive line and make some, some good moves. But, I mean, it's an amazing move to make, especially if Barkley doesn't cost you draft capital. He ends up hitting the free agency, uh, uh, open free agency. Um, Cincinnati, I would say Miami feels like a, a big contender for Barkley. I think Miami Mike is crazy enough to do that. Buffalo might understand they need to go run the ball like they did at the end of 2021 when Singletary was surprisingly, if you look at the stats, one of the top five running backs in the National Football League from like, you know, week, uh, I don't know, is week 11 on or something like that. The last six to eight games in the 2021 season, Singletary, if, I think if you include playoffs too. Uh, the last uh, six to eight games, he had, I think, more touchdowns than any running back on the ground in, in the NFL. So they know how to run the ball when they do it effectively. It works when they don't do it effectively. They become one-dimensional, and then Josh Allen breaks down a little bit. So so balance could be just what the doctor ordered in Buffalo. Miami could be involved. This is going to get crazy. It's going to get crazy. And now on to Trey Lance. 
we got a lot of doubters out there about Trey Lance. We have this news on Brock Purdy. Uh, Brock Purdy is, is let's see, where is this Brock Purdy news? I have it somewhere. Um, let me send it to my phone here. But Brock Purdy is going to have uh, his his elbow surgery uh, moved. So now you've got this situation where Brock Purdy is not having his, his elbow surgery, his bridge of a surgery until probably... Where is this Purdy news? I got it somewhere here. Give me one second while I find it. Uh, where is my Brock Purdy news? I don't know where it is. I'll just t- I'll just tell you. But apparently, so this UCL right here that runs down your elbow, he bro- he snapped it right, total tear. Um, they can do a Tommy John surgery. Tommy John on a quarterback's never been done. They've they've had they've had players that have had similar like bridges done, but but there's never anybody that we we know of that's had a bridge like he'll get instead of doing the total UCL repair, they'll do a bridge repair right here. They'll do like a connecting of uh, of where it tore, I guess, right here, and it's like a bridge effect versus trying to. I, 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 there's the details are kind of kind of weird. I don't even know if they know that they can do that officially until they get in there, but the swelling has been kind of out of control. And so they were going to have the surgery, I believe, yesterday. They had to postpone it and said they're going to reconvene in March to look at it because the swelling was so bad. That indicates there's more problems there than they would have hoped for, right? So if there's swelling so bad at this point, mainly because what did I say about Shanahan sending him back onto the field? You know, I, I get sick and tired of people telling me that I'm a Shanahan hater and that I don't know what I'm talking about when Shanahan injures his players. But you tell me this, and you can you certainly can call in. The phone's right here if you want to debate it with me. If you want to say, oh, Shanahan's the best thing since sliced bread, Smitty, you're wrong. But you tell me this. This guy tore his UCL how long ago? And he still has massive swelling to the point where they're like head-scratching swelling at this point. We wanted to do the surgery. They waited on the surgery till what was supposed to be yesterday because they wanted everything to calm down and heal and the swelling to go away so they could go in and do the surgery. The swelling's too too out of control at this point in his recovery. Why do you think that might be? I got one guess. The Shanahan sent his injured player who had a torn UCL back onto the field. And I don't care if I don't care if you're the player wants to go out, he wanted to go out anyway. You gotta protect the player. But someone tell me that Shanahan didn't have something to do with. The, the excessive swelling and potential bigger damage situation you're dealing with right now where you have to pro- postpone surgery again because the swelling's still out of control. Still out of control. It's been a long time since he tore that UCL. How many days has it been? Somebody calculate the number of days it's been since Brock Purdy tore his UCL. And now you got to wait until what, mid next month? Like a full, a little less than a month before you reconvene to see if it seemed impossible to have surgery in March. So, March, let's say March 15, he has the surgery. Let's just say in a, in a best case scenario, he has surgery March 15. Okay? March 15 to April 15 is one month. April, so that's one month. May, June, July, August, September 15, the season starts, Bob. That's six months already. He needs at least six months on a bridge to be healthy. If he doesn't get six months, guess what? 
he's going to re-injure that thing or have no long-term value because he's going to have done damage to it while he went out too early. He can't play before six months. That would be that would be a a, 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 a disaster waiting to happen. That would be basically saying, okay, this young kid that has his whole career ahead of him, we just shot his arm. Maybe he'll play for a year before it gives out again. You can't send him onto the field. So guess what happens? Guess what happens? Uh, if if no one would find out, Smitty would be would uh, come on, Avatar. I would I I I I'm not a hateful person, bro. Um, Shanahan is just a bad coach. He's an awesome offensive coordinator, an awesome offensive savant with an amazing uh, amazing scheme that does get him far. But every failure of his is coaching related, not offensive related. Him putting Purdy back under the under the under the field when he was not good enough to be on the field when he got injured, but yet he's good enough to be on the field after your next quarterback is injured. Then you decide, okay, he's not that hurt. I'm gonna go ahead and throw him out there. Un- unreal, unreal, unreal. Um, Trey Lance is Trey Lance is going to get his opportunity. Trey Lance is going to get his opportunity. Trey Lance is going to start week one. Trey Lance is going to not have to look over his shoulder walking into week number one. Trey Lance never played with Christian McCaffrey. Trey Lance never had a proper start in 2022. Smitty, he played in week one. Yeah, in a mud bowl. Trey Lance played in a mud bowl. He had no shot. No one did well. No one threw the football in the mud bowl. Trey Lance played in week one in a mud bowl in Chicago where no one did anything. And then Trey Lance got hurt after four, I think, attempts or four receptions in week number two when it was raining in San Francisco against the Seattle Seahawks, I believe it was. I think it was ironic because I thought, oh, it's raining in Seattle. No, that game was in San Francisco. It decided to rain. It rained. Mud Bowl. Guy didn't have a chance. Didn't play with Christian McCaffrey yet. And Brock Purdy, who I like a lot. I'm not saying Brock Purdy isn't good. I said said to all the Niner people, you need to start Brock Purdy ASAP as as, as soon as Trey went down. And I got laughed at. I got laughed at. I know my quarterbacks. I know quarterbacks. And Brock Purdy, I said, would win more games than Jimmy G. And he's better than people think. And you need to put him out there. So I don't want to hear that I'm a Brock Purdy hater or anything like that. Because I said it on Niner shows with Raj and everybody over and over and over. Put Brock Purdy in. You can't put a... You know, I think it was it was either Vlad or C-Mac. So one of them was, Smitty, you can't start a, a Mr. Irrelevant rookie quarterback midseason and win more games than Jimmy G. And now everybody loves Brock Purdy. Everyone loves Brock Purdy. I said put Brock Purdy in. But Trey Lance has not yet been given even remotely close to a fair shot yet. Trey Lance hasn't even shown whether he's failed. Has he failed or busted? No. He has not. I don't want to hear he's busted. He hasn't. Has he proven he's not busted? No. So it it, it goes both ways. He needs to prove that he won't be a bust, sure. But has he busted yet? No. Not when you haven't played with Christian McCaffrey. Not when you played in a mud bowl. Not when you haven't even got a chance to see him at all. He hasn't played. He hasn't played. He played in Houston. 
won that game. There's playoff implications. And what does Shanahan do? Puts Jimmy G back in. Doesn't stay with the rookie. Once you put a rookie in, you don't take him out. So Trey won and did great. Then he got put on the bench. Then they're, we're going to start him in the offseason. Then you heard buzz. People loved him. People hated him. People clowned on him. People said, look at that throw. What does he do? Comes into a mud bowl. Everybody rips him apart. Can't throw in that. Comes into week two, gets hurt after four reception or four uh, uh, completions or four attempts. I forget which of the, uh, the two, but four. What happens? Four. Four and he gets injured. What happened? Shanahan. Give Lance a chance. Lance might actually surprise you. Lance was on the moon men list last year for a reason. I wasn't trying to throw a dart at the board or throw mud at the wall. There was rhyme and reason behind why I liked and loved Trey Lance. And there still remains some reason to be very, very optimistic that he might hold off Brock Purdy because he is a dual threat, which opens the door to Shanahan destroying him. I get that. But this guy is, he's got a cannon of an arm. He's throwing to Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey. If it wasn't for Shanahan, he'd be on the moon man list again. I just don't trust Shanahan. But he's going to get a shot to start, and we're going to see. Phone lines are open. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial into the show. Your boy Smitty will let you know and answer all your questions. And yell some mo. Uh, give Lance a chance. Give Lance a chance. Give Lance a chance. I like it, Travis. Someone make up the signs. Um, running back. Wide receiver over running back if you're spending premium rookie capital, says Avatar. Running back if you're spending wide receiver over running back. I think it depends. I mean, I, I don't love this rookie wide receiver class near as much as the RB. So give me... Give me Bijan, give me Gibbs, give me Charbonnet over all the wide receivers. But that's me. There's no wrong or right to building a dynasty. But give me all three of those players. All three of those players. Bijan, Gibbs, and Charbonnet over every single wide receiver. My wide receiver one in dynasty rookie drafts will be at, at pick four. My rankings. I'm doing a rookie uh, rookie, a fantasy football rookie draft video. Rookie mock draft video. My mock na- draft not mocking with you guys. It'll be my assessment of how I rank all the rookies. That video is coming soon. And you're going to see the wide receivers start at, at four. Not at three, not at two. Start at four. Because there's three RBs that you need to get. I don't want to spoil much more of the video. I'm going to obviously explain it in detail as to why. But it's all about the RBs. This class is an absolute, absolute gem of a class. This, this class, unlike uh, Ray, seems to think... The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Every running back on this list started out to be a rookie, and then we added Pollard space and Walker and Hall, which, and all three were on the moon man list last year. But I love that Ray and some people are saying this is a stash list. That makes me feel so good. Um, and, and we have to remember people are saying that because hindsight's going to be 2020. And at the end of the year, just like our, our list last year, just like Ray said that, yeah, well, the rookie class last year was better. It's easy to look back. Uh, here's the yearbook from last year. It's easy to look back 
and say, oh yeah, these were kind of obvious calls. Oh, Jalen Hurts, everybody knew he was talented. I call Cap! That is Cap. Uh, Jalen Hurts was, uh, uh, he was an easy call, Smitty. An easy call, Cap. Uh, Smitty, everybody liked Brees Hall. Cap. That is Cap. That's Cap for sure. Oh, Smitty, um, I mean, Walker, we all stashed him, right? That is Cap. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. So, little exciting animation announcement here. Revenge Tour will be the players we throw on here that are going to have bounce back monster performances. And I'm excited to announce that Revenge Tour player number one is going to be the man that you see on this list right here. The Moon Man, dropping loads in outer space. So let's let's do it from the top here. Let's do it from the top. I give you, I give you the number one revenge tour player for 2023. We're gonna add probably four or five guys to this. We like the moon men, like the Mars men, like everything else we do. We want to limit it to make it special. But here we go. Number one, revenge tour leader. The the king of the revenge tour group is Brees Hall. Revenge tour, baby. This is number one. His name is Brees Hall, and he's coming for everybody. Everybody that doubts him, you're going to feel sorry that you ever doubted this man in his Revenge Tour 2023. Uh, we're taking nominations for who wants to be added to the list. Uh, go ahead and drop some, some ideas. Uh, Smitty was screaming from the hills about Hurts last season. Thank you, Swaggy. Appreciate you, Swaggy. Finally, Smitty approved. You've just been Smitty approved. JT, I don't know about JT being on the revenge tour, broski. I don't know if I feel that yet. I, I you know, I, I'm not saying it can't happen. I, I definitely feel like he's revenge tour capable, but I don't know if I'm going to waste like one of five spots, revenge tour spots on a guy that, that we don't know if his offense is going to be able to support it because he came back and he didn't. Uh, you know, it's a good suggestion, but uh, I, I don't think he's going to crack it yet. Maybe we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Maybe we run out of guys that feel revenge tour worthy and JT does make it. I don't know. Herbert. Yeah, I guess Herbert and, J and JT do need to. Uh, I don't get a Brees Hall Torres ACL, right? Yeah, Jerry, but this is, is a clean ACL tear unlike uh, Javante's. I I'm going to have a video on this, Jerry, because a lot of people ask me. I'm going to say I get, this, I get asked this question at least... It's getting bad. It's like three times. Not that your question is bad, Jerry. I'm just saying it's getting bad how many times... I've got to repeat it, so I need a video on it. It's my fault. But I get asked probably three times a day now. Hey, Smitty, if you like Brees Hall so much, why aren't you high in Javante? And i got to explain it over and over. So I'm just going to create a video on it and send people to it. But 
clean ACL tear, bro. A young kid that's ahead of schedule, and we needed to hear he was ahead of schedule. Uh, Barkley and J.K. Dobbins were behind schedule. They weren't even ready for week one. They were shoved out there without even taking a hit in practice or cutting with pads on. It was pretty brutal. And, and so Brees Hall is going to be like 100% healthy and ready to go. Ron, try down back one more time. Brees Hall is going to look amazing in camp. He's not going to be like, okay, we're taking it very easy, and he's not going to do anything until week one. He's going to be testing his knee, looking amazing. The closest thing to an Adrian Peterson uh, ACL recovery we've seen or will have probably seen in a long time. I think Brees Hall has a very similar recovery path uh, that, that Adrian Peterson had. So that's that's one reason. What's up, Ron? Hey, baby. Yo. You know... <laughs> you talking about this revenge tour. Oh, go. Steeler. What Steeler? If you bring up Swift, I'll lose it. <laughs> yeah, no. Swift is, uh, you know, could I see it happening if they didn't bring in a single RB? Yeah, but the problem is I think they're going to draft an RB or bring somebody in. So I can't say I, ne- I can't say never, but I'm going to say I don't feel it right now. Maybe JT is worthy of it. I don't know. But JT's such a big name, I feel like the revenge tour list should be a little more special than that. Like, JT's an obvious one. Um, I think you should do your bold prediction revenge tour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm kind of doing is I want it to be special. I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be JT. You know, Brees Hall's a little bit yeah. special because he came off an ACL tear, and there's a lot, like even this comment from Jerry, uh, where, where Jerry said... Um, you know, he, he was wondering why I liked him coming off an ACL tear. So there's a lot of doubt behind him. Uh, but looking at the RBs, let me just look at the RBs and see if we can find any revenge tour candidates. So um, you can't use Pollard because he had a good year. It wasn't like he got hurt for a big portion of the year. Uh, running backs, it's tough. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a lot of RB. Can- we might have a very small revenge tour list, which is fine. It makes yeah, it special. Trey, Trey Lance could be on it, but I I don't trust Shanahan to the point where I, I think I can't I can't put him on this list and feel good about it. Um, let's see who else are we missing here? Revenge Tour. Uh, what about what do you think for him? Who? Cam Akers. Uh, I'm not I'm not, not a fan. Really. I'm not a fan. Um, you know, Kadarius Tony. This could be where we use Kadarius Tony, because he busted last year. He's supposed to break out. We were all super excited about Kadarius Tony. Um, he was one of the top waiver wire suggestions. Where we we punched uh, this button here at one point during the year. We're like, if you've got any fab left, initiate full load drop. It was full load drop time. You know, on Kadarius Tony. And Kadarius Tony has kind of failed. You know, he's on his last like chance. I may, maybe Kadarius Tony's one of the. Maybe this is where we put him. Everybody was wanting him on the on the Moon Man list anyway. Like this might be where we put him. Um. What about Kyle Pitts? Uh, Kyle Pitts. What, Kyle Pitts. What am I doing? Right in front of my face, bro. It's right in front of my face. I'm like, well, who are we going to put on the list? Kyle Pitts. Let's do it now. Let's do it live. Revenge tour. The script oh, strikes what? again. 
Kyle Pitts, baby. Oh, that feels good. I mean, he he's on multiple lists, but this does feel like the easiest call uh, outside of Brees Hall because, you know, he's even got you worried, right? You're not super high on my Kyle Pitts call, I don't think. No, but I can see his potential with the right quarterback. Yeah. There we go. Kyle Pitts. Revenge tour, baby. We got Brees Hall. And Kyle Pitts, this couldn't look more special. Maybe it's just as small as this. Um, yeah. Revenge script tour, uh, injury prone. Yeah, Pitts. Uh, Swift is someone that shows who they are. Believe them. Tony will learn and reads reads playbook. I kind of like Tony. We might keep it small. It might be three players as of now. For right now, we'll keep it as two. It's Kyle Pitts and it's Brees Hall. Very, very, I feel great about that. That feels really solid. Like, bro, when I do this, I've done this for 20 years professionally. Um, I've had the YouTube channel. I think this is four, year four or year five. I forget. But there's times where I'm like, eh, when I'm doing bull predictions, I'm like forcing one. And uh, I feel like, um, I feel like this year I- I'm feeling super, super confident about the, the selections that we got. I'm feeling Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker from last year confident on a lot of a lot of these. Like I, I get the feeling once in a while for sure. Um doing this for 20 years. Like I kind of know when my gut's telling me, okay, this feels really good. Or, this is a really good one, you know, if injury doesn't strike. And I feel like I feel I feel really confident about this list this year. Very confident. More a little more so than normal. Um Pitts didn't run a lot of routes either Deontay is a shoe in? No, <laughs> no, uh, not not a Deontay fan. Uh, Cooper Cup Smitty, that's a pretty good one too. We'll have to think on the Cooper Cup one. The problem is he's very highly liked. You know what I mean? So like, I want these to be a little bit under, a little bit doubted. I think Cooper Cup's going to be a top five or six player, but maybe Cup falls to like nine or ten, and we see a lot of doubt, and we throw him on. So we're we're gonna let the negative feel and the negative vibe kind of drive who's because you got to be on revenge tour for a reason. You don't go on revenge tour when everybody believes in you. You go on revenge tour when there's doubt. There's doubters for Kyle Pitts right now to the rafters. There's doubters of Brees Hall because of his injury. Darren Waller, ah, I don't know. Um, did well, anyone? Atlanta. Who? Lamar Jackson, if he goes to Atlanta. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point, Ron. That's a good point, Ron. But we'd have to predict him go to Atlanta, which is fun. But we we could do that. Um, Avatar says, "Call my shot now." Avatar, you've been calling. You've been acting like that's a one, a one phrase thing. I'm calling my shot now. You said that like three or four times on the show tonight. <laughs> You're calling your many shots. What is your shot? What's what's uh, what's Avatar's shot? Uh, injury prone running back. Who are we talking about? Swift. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Swift is very, very. Uh, Ada says literally every running, every tight end other than Kelsey last year could be a revenge tour guy. That's true. That's very true. Um, Jake dropping a two dollar hauler says, "What about Waller?" Um, if Aaron Rodgers lands in Las Vegas, then we'll ha- we could have a conversation about Waller bouncing back. But he's an older player. 
that guys break out late, so I don't know if he's breaking down or what's going on with Waller. He's also very focused on a lot of other extracurricular things during the season. I know because I played in a fantasy league with him. Um, and Darren Waller is very, uh, very focused on his music videos and or music or whatever he's doing. And I, I appreciate that, but I, like this guy needs to try and bounce back. He needs to try and get, you know, in in the right place. And I, I don't know. Just when I see when I see players like AB and Waller and uh, and other players that are focused on all those extracurricular things. Mixed with the fact that he's injury prone, mixed with the fact that he's old, I like him for Aaron Rodgers. I just don't know. It depends on his ADP. Zeke, Camara, <laughs> <laughs> revenge. He's got a lot of revenge. Uh, I just don't know if it's on the field. Pittman's an interesting one. Yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, Ron, I I made this one for you. Whenever whenever Ron's getting upset about the script. The script strikes again. The script strikes again. For when Ron's feeling like something seems shady. Um, I think that does it for tonight. I don't know that I'll be back later. We'll have to see um, if there's any breaking news of any kind. But um, we're, we're just about out of here. Let's get a couple phone calls in. we got 110 people in here. Punch that thumb up button when they have 60 thumbs up. Let's get that 60 to match the 100. Let's dial in. Ron, Navy, and Spitty are on the phone waiting for you. Call into the show. Hey, call, Smitty, call what about the your show. both takes that uh, Brady? I'm retired. Still on a revenge tour. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely because that's how I feel. That's a good one. So, Br- Brady... Uh, Brady, Kadarius Tony. I really like Kadarius Tony, but I really like the two we have. I almost feel like it's really special having two people on it. So we'll have to see. My shot last season, AJ Brown, top five. Sure, Avatar. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling you had about fifteen shots, which is fine. I've got, I have fifteen more than fifteen predictions, but. I, I think you probably had three or four. I'm just kidding. I, I do remember you saying uh, AJ Brown avatar. So I know you did like him. DJ Moore is overrated, says Swaggy. It's not so much that DV, DJ Moore is overrated. It's that he can't climb out of the abyss in Carolina and tell me a quarterback that's going to go there that's really good. The answer is there's none. So, like, he can't ever develop or evolve. Um, Shepard, no thank you. DJ Moore, a dog. He, I mean, he could be. Uh, don't play like that, says Peanut Butter and Waivers. DJ Moore is a top 10 to 12, easy if he has a QB. We'll never know, though. You know, just like McLaurin. McLaurin's a top 6 to 10 wide receiver if he got Aaron Rodgers or, you know, even Derek Carr would probably make McLaurin a top 9 to 14 wide receiver on the consistent or like 8 to 12. And, and yeah, DJ Moore's not getting a, a getting a wide rec- a quarterback. Where What's DJ Moore... Logan says Fournette. <laughs> Come on, Logan. Logan, welcome to the channel. <laughs> Glad to have you here, Logan. Logan's our first time, first time here on the channel tonight. To Logan, the appreciate you, <laughs> Fournette. <laughs> I, I I kid Logan because of how much shade I throw in Fournette all the time. So just kind of letting us know you're brand new, but <laughs> we still appreciate you. Judy on the satellite? No, I don't think so, Isaac. I, I did like Judy at one time, but I'm not I'm not going there again. I'm just not. 
Um, phone lines are open, guys. Let's get let's get as big of a, a panel as we can get going real quickly for ten minutes or let's go six minutes of a panel, a six minute panel right now. Dial in, be a part of the panel. Six minutes. I'm going to put it on screen. Once six minutes is over, I'm going to close the phone line down and kick everybody out the phone line. So dial on in. Let's go. Uh, this one's from Falcon. Falcon says uh, he just dropped a one dollar holler. You got to you got to drop a message, and I'll look for it. Falcon, appreciate you dropping a super chat. I don't think I have any other super chats that are outstanding. Michael KCPA uh, saying Jamison Williams on the Moon Man list. It's possible. Um, we got Waller. We got. Uh, Deontay, oh, Avatar, I'm sorry, I saw your, your $2 hauler just right now. Avatar says, Deontay, 140-ish targets with zero TDs has to do better. I mean, Ron Navy can speak to the fact that I think this guy doesn't catch footballs. This is his problem. And on top of that, without uh, without a Big Ben or or um, Trubisky feeding him, o- overfeeding him targets and Pickett having his own players that, that he connects with there's just no real shot for me to like him anywhere near a, a revenge tour caliber guy uh you're live on the fantasy football show who are we talking to hello i guess they hung up uh ron what do you think about deontay i think it would be fun uh to have a poll in the chat to identify smitty's top Five players that he dislikes the most. Yeah. See how uh, well to know you. Ada, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. What's up, Smitty? What's up, Ron? What's up, pal? Sniper. <laughs> what, what do you think? What you do you think? Me my Tom Brady shot. Ada, Ada. That's, that's, that's Ada's new nickname, Sniper. Ada, what do you think of uh, what do you think of the uh, revenge tour? Brees Hall, Kyle Pitts, you like them both? Oh, for sure, those two. I, I want to make a, in a sense, a tripod. That's that's the the key. I feel like a revenge tour tripod. But it's who are you going to fill into that last slot? I don't know. I feel so good about those two. Like Kadarius Tony would be a nice third. Um, I I just don't trust anybody enough. Like, I don't trust Trey Lance's situation. I trust him, but I don't trust his situation enough. So I'm not putting Trey Lance on there for now. JT's too big of a name. Cooper Cup's too big of a name. Um, Brees Hall is a big name, but I think indicated by his ADP right now, he's going at the tail end of round two. I saw I saw Brees Hall go at 24 in the last best ball draft that I did. Oh, and, oh that hurts. And, yeah, and I wasn't there to do it, to pick him, you know? So I couldn't take him. I, t- I was higher in the draft, but I was watching, and I'm like... Uh, should I go Brees Hall at this like It was like 14, 13. I'm like, should I go Brees Hall here? I got a lot of Brees Hall shares. I'm going to go ahead and go this direction. I forget who I took, a wide receiver. And then Brees Hall fell to 24. So like Cooper Cup, you know, those guys are, are JT. They're going high. Maybe JT falls to a, a crazy value in like a month or two. But Brees Hall. I, I've seen t- JT fall. Brees Hall at 20? I mean, for that matter, I took, I, I took Cup at fifth overall, so. But yeah, Cup Cup I think is gonna have a revenge tour for sure, but right now. What? Who's got one of the biggest chips on their shoulder right now? You think Derek Carr is not gonna be on a revenge tour next year wherever he goes? Yeah, he could definitely make it. He could definitely make it. 
That's true. And almost any situation is pretty good for him. Yeah, he's not going to pick a bad situation. I love them when then when when uh, oh I got the I got the the diabetic shot. I got to give the cat um that alarm going off. But I think I think it was taken care of already. I became I became a, I became a uh, an insulin giver. Miss Smitty gave me no warning too. Miss Smitty just said, "Hey, I'm going to work. You need to give the sh- the the cat shots from now on at 6:30, and it's it's 6:30 p.m. Uh, my time. It's 8:30 p.m. Eastern. So at 8:30 p.m. Eastern, I gotta give this cat shots. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. I I haven't given an insulin shot before in my life, and I'm not getting any training. I'm supposed to just jab this cat, and so you know, I don't know how it went the first time. I think we got it in there. Probably just. Got it on his coat. But anyways, the cat's life is in my hands. Um, so we got to... Um, let's extend this time for three more minutes. Uh, anybody wants to call in on this panel, the phone lines are going to stay open for four more minutes. We're going to pile in as many people as we can in here, get some good conversation going. Uh, if anybody wants to talk about any of the topics that we talked about today here, London, Kyle Pitts, Lamar... Uh, Camara or Lance? Hold on. Actually, I got another thing too. What other tight end other than Pitts for a revenge tour, you think? I, I mean, I, I don't think there's... Let's see. Maybe I'll look at it and be like, oh yeah, it's, it's this guy. Um, I mean, Mark Andrews is potential, I suppose, but that's only if like there's a quarterback there throwing him the football. Um, Schultz has a little bit of that, but he, you know, he kind of bounced back, but you could say that he busted in a big way and he's going to have a revenge tour. But I don't know if I feel like it's going to be to the point where we're going to be like, yeah, he earned it. Like, I think Brees Hall and and Kyle Pitts are going to be like, those are the best two revenge tour picks we could have made, and we're going to be celebrating them. Um, I think Ron's right. Derek Carr could could be at that caliber. Um, you know, even someone like what about- Khalil Herbert could be a revenge tour guy because we had, we had a hype so big. Oh, kinda, yeah. Kind of got an opportunity, and then it, it, it fell away from him. Like, he could be a revenge yeah, tour guy. Ibrahimus loved him too. The way he was running at the end and before he got injured, he he was loving him. We could almost talk ourselves into Pollard because Pollard did break his fibula and he didn't quite yeah. get unleashed. He kept getting suppressed by the Dallas coaching staff and situation. You could easily make an argument that Pollard's gonna have a revenge tour, right? Yeah, I know. I think yeah. you Dallas fans that were pissed off that he just got injured and they don't want to draft him because of that. I mean, Ron, what do you think? A good enough revenge tour candidate? I think it up until his injury and the fact that, that you know, especially I think he made his case for them to be able to move on from Zeke. So I think he's not really revenge. He, he's earned his spot already. Yeah, but doesn't he feel like, I know I'm trying to force it, but doesn't he feel like... Uh... Doesn't he feel like he didn't get his shot? Like I felt like they kept going to Zeke too much. I don't think he got a chance to really do what he's capable of doing. We saw him play pretty well for sure, and he had a couple monster games. But he did he did feel very held back at the end of the year, and then he got he got he had the broken injury, he had the broken uh, fibula, and you have people doubting him. Like oh, he has the broken fibula. How is he going to come back? Zeke's returning on a restructure, probably right. I think that's pretty good revenge tour setup, but. I don't know. What, what's the chat think? Does everybody think that Tony Pollard uh, is revenge tour? Is his story conducive with the revenge tour narrative? 
Calvin Ridley, that's a good one. I don't know if I want to put him on there myself, but it's a really good name for a potential revenge tour player if you believe in him. I just, I don't know. I'm a little bit, yeah. like, I'm excited about him, but I'm also a little cautious about him. You know? Yeah, Calvin Ridley needs a revenge tour to hit the parlay this time. He, maybe he does. Maybe he put, maybe he put, if I heard Calvin Ridley went to Vegas like the day before week one started, I'm putting, I'm, I'm banking on him because he's going to go out there and destroy I think uh, ETN would be a good choice because remember everybody was down on him. He went to several weeks where he was just not getting oh. it done. Who? Oh. Who? Yeah. ETN. Uh, ETN is, I mean, he had such a good year though. Everybody was down on him, remember? Should I get rid of ETN? Should I get rid of ETN? I mean, he, yeah, he had ETN? his, re- he was, he was, yeah, Revenge Short 2022. He was the top one. For several weeks. I wish we had or, done. There's one I know everyone hates right now is Mooney. Yeah, but is he big enough? I don't know. Well, no, that's why though. I mean, you know, if they get if they get another piece, you know, if I do like him. Chicago goes spend big. I mean, that's going to open up him because I mean, I had to sit there watch every every single one of those losses, and they just kept covering him because there was no one else on the field that could catch. I do like him. If though. they get another piece and they get offensive line, I mean, he could have another thousand yard season, and everyone just slept on him. Russell Wilson, that's a good name. I don't, I don't want to put him there. Dobbins, it's a good name, but I don't want to put him on the list. But they're, they're. I can tell they're, you know, I can acknowledge they're good candidates for it for sure. Uh, Swift would be, but I'm, I'm not going to put him on there, even though I can acknowledge that it's a good candidate. Pittman, I could acknowledge it's a good candidate. Um, Kadarius Tony feels like it because he's, he's been. We haven't put him anywhere, and I, I do want to put him somewhere. I just don't know if I want to put him on the Moon Man list, but like Revenge Tour. Like he's got a lot to prove, and he's been disappointing, and he's busted, you know, continuously. So it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good one. Vampy, I don't know. I mean, this is a good name. I, I agree. It's a really good, interesting name, but I don't, I don't, I don't believe in a Mike Thomas. I, I don't, I don't. Is he uh, a satellite man? Mike Thomas. I'm make a bold oh, he's joking. I'm, I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. And this is this is who I'm going to say is going on his revenge tour. By the time next season, before next season starts, Smitty is going to be on a revenge tour, and he is going to be pushing Swift. That's what I say. That's my prediction. Smitty's going to be on a revenge tour with Swift by before next season starts. What? I get silence over that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! I was, I was playing the revenge. I, I was playing the revenge tour loop. I had to mute. I was I, waiting for Spinny to respond, but he never did. No, because I have to mute no, you. No. I have to mute you guys when when I do a when I play a scene and you guys keep talking. I have to mute you because you don't know I'm playing the scene. So, you know, it's like revenge tour. And then Ron's like, what do you think about tomorrow's game? <laughs> I, you didn't hear a word I said? Yeah, I did. I'm saying when you said that, I I had pushed oh. the revenge, revenge tour button for you because you said Smitty's going on a revenge tour. And then I hit the button and I muted you. Um. Okay, Matt. Matt's laughing because Swifty is dead to Swaggy, he says. Kyle says... 
Um, is that revenge song from Rock Out? I appreciate that compliment, but it's all me, baby. Um, Jerry Judy revenge tour, probably not. Probably not. I'm probably staying away from from Denver. I I think Russell Wilson could potentially be a little better than we expect and bounce back. Just watching him in that accuracy contest, I know that's not football. But like you just you get reminded that Russell Wilson does have a lot of skill. It's just he's kind of a head case right now. It kind of reminds me of uh, I, I I think Russell will I think a lot about um, uh, Post Malone and Russell Wilson and feel very sim they're very similar. <laughs> have you guys have you guys seen Post Malone lately? Uh, he he is he's a little off his rocker right now. Um, I put a, a, a Instagram story up where Post Malone literally he's out singing on stage and he grabs the mic and he takes his nose like and he, and he holds the mic down on the on the stage and he takes his hands away and he starts singing that like half of the song like <laughs> like he's on he's on something and he and he puts the mic on the ground and he sings the, like on the ground to the mic like this guy's this guy reminds me of Russell Wilson. Right now, they're both out there. Right now, they're both completely out there. Their their pregame stuff is crazy. Their their antics during huddles and and uh, when crowds are involved are just weird. Posty and, and and Russell Wilson are on the same stuff. Debo's. Uh, no, I, I think if Russell Wilson gets three more restrooms, I think he'll be good then. Uh, Gino runs the revenge tour. Gino Smith runs the revenge tour. Uh, Posty on the revenge tour. We could put Post Malone on it. Does Debo qualify? Debo qualifies. Uh, hold on. There's Niner Rick on, on the line. Niner Rick, or actually Ron Navy, what's your question? And then Niner Rick. Well, out of, out of these teams, which team do you think will be on the biggest revenge tour? The Niners, Cincinnati Bengals, or Buffalo Bills? Uh, well, the Bengals, the Bengals and Niners made it really far. So I I think uh, I think Buffalo qualifies more, and I think that Josh Allen's got a lot more hate than either of those two teams or the players on those team two teams have. Everyone's kind of dropping Josh Allen out of the top four quarter or top three quarterbacks now. He's quarterback four. He's he's not, no one's even mentioning his name when you talk about Mahomes. It's all Mahomes now. Like I like look, I was I was so high on Mahomes. Walking into his rookie year, I love Mahomes. No one's going to be able to tell me Mahomes is good. I understand that. When it comes to fantasy, though, it's a little different. There's rotations that are going to happen. Josh Allen will be QB1 at some point in the next five years. Joe Burrow will be QB1 some point in the next five years. Mahomes will be QB1 in the next five years. And Jalen Hurts will be. And we'll probably have somebody else like like Lamar or Fields jump in as well one year or be top two or three or bump one of these guys out. But the fact that people are starting to like reference like Josh Allen as a no, he's not gonna ever he he showed his true colors. He's like that's crazy. Like there's there's way more revenge tour uh a feel going on in Buffalo. And I think Buffalo is going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. Buffalo fans. Which team do you think has the most underrated situation then? Like maybe like other than the Atlanta Falcons, we keep talking about them. Uh, Falcons, Jets, Dolphins. Okay. Falcons, Jets, Dolphins are are two of my favorite. Um, th- are three of my favorite situations, and if I had to pick one more, 
Uh, I probably would say, let me just glance at, uh, I'm blanking on who I, I had it in my mind just a minute ago. So Jets, Dolphins, both in the AFC East, by the way. Um, I kind of like the Texans for a few years from now, but not now, not yet. And I would say probably <sighs> the Lions. So I would say Lions. Lions, Jets, Dolphins, and who else did I say? Uh, Falcons. Falcons, yeah. And you know what's funny? You asked me that question. Is I'm creating a video. I've I haven't finished uh, finished recording it yet. It's part partly done. I might have to redo it because of some of the stuff I'm going to say about the Falcons, and you know, so I got to change some of it. But um. It's who are the most, like if I had to pick three teams to be a Super Bowl, let's say not winning team, but showing team. And this is always a tricky game when you talk about doing it this early because people, they get real offended and they they think you're an absolute moron when you start talking about a team like the Lions or a team like the Dolphins or a team like the Jets or a team like the Falcons making the Super Bowl. They're going to be like, what are you talking about? You can't, those teams can't make the Super Bowl. Same thing was said about the Bengals. Same thing was said about the Bengals. Same thing was said about the Ravens, the the year they won with Dilfer, you know, and I put, I put like $250 down on them to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, That was a nice, that was a nice, and they, they, uh, was that the year they won or lost? Yeah, they won. They won. I put um I put uh I put like two hundred bucks down on the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl the year they went at San Antonio Holmes catch Ron Navy, gosh darn you. Um. Yep. And yeah. Every year the Steelers get get thrown out like they're not going to be nobody, and they get I underestimated, should, and they I will happen that. next year. I should never brought it up. Do anything. You. They'll make the playoffs next but, year. But anyway, my video is going to be. What four teams, and it's going to talk about those four teams, are are the potential surprise I could make uh, make a Super Bowl appearance team to like if you were to go and, and throw money down on a future bet. Those are the four teams that I would drop a future on. Um, they're not they're not they're not going to seem likely because you're taking underdogs. Um, Niner Rick, yeah. you're you're on live with uh, Ron Navy and Ada, and I I got to cut it short here, guys. So so as fast as you can, bro. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's Just up, saying, man? what about uh, Trevor Lawrence or Jameson Williams? For what? what about them? They sound sounding good to you. You think for, for coming back, do a little Trevor. revenge tour? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I, I guess booted out, booted out in the playoffs early. Yeah, but, but Trevor Lawrence had a good year. I don't think he constitutes a, a good, like doubted player that's on the rise. It's kind of like the team loss, but I think he did very, very well. Or the I, Vikings got booted out by the Giants. I don't you know think, they were doing good. Yeah, I think they're paper tigers, though. I think they're gonna they're, they're like the they're like the Cowboys to me. As much as I love Tony Pollard and C.E. <laughs> Lamb, the Cowboys are paper tigers. The Vikings are paper tigers. When push comes to shove in the playoffs, they just fold. But maybe we already the, know the Niners are going to be there. We don't got to debate that, right? We already know we're going to be in the hunt, top four. You'll you'll be in the hunt in the NFC, but I, I wouldn't say you're beating the Eagles. And if the Eagles, bro, the Eagles have the number ten pick and the number thirty one pick or the number thirty pick. They have the ten pick and the thirty pick. Yeah. Like the and they're and if 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 nobody retires, if Lane and and Kelsey and they keep everything together because they're bringing back pretty much everybody. 
they're the they're the favorites by far, but you probably want to be the underdog anyway. But you've got you've got so yeah. many questions at quarterback, and that's going to be the excuse till the end of time. Why? Because Shanahan doesn't know how to build a quarterback room. I like being the underdog, though. Yeah, it's good for you, but like, don't you feel like you're playing with fire right now? I mean, even though per, like his per, Purdy's injured, trade coming up back off injury, doubted by Shanahan, not un, unlocked fully last year, and you you know you wonder. And running him into the ground, or not unlocked the year prior, and just kind of holding him back, just you know, feels like he's against him. And, and when he talked we about might sign your boy Mike White as a third, uh, I don't know. If, I don't think you'll get away with that because there's too many teams that need a starter, bro. He's one. He's like a top five overall quarterback on the market right now, and there's like seven to eight teams that need a starter. He's not going to settle for the Niners. I almost guarantee he won't, unless he gets no interest. And that could happen. I'm not saying you're wrong, but Mike, when, when I hear Niner fans, you guys are are, are sometimes so funny because you you say things like uh, as a group, as a whole, like the majority of the Niner fan base has said Derek Carr. Should we bring Derek Carr? Like you guys have a shot at Derek Carr. You have zero yeah, shot. I don't at want Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. I, I know you don't want him, but he doesn't want, want he doesn't want you either because there's competition there. <laughs> Derek Carr is going to go get so much money. Niner fans actually think Derek Carr would sign a medium-sized deal and come to, to the, the Niners. He, bro, he's going to sign a hundred-plus million-dollar guaranteed deal and be a solo starter without any competition wherever he wants. He's got the world by the balls right now. Like, there's zero <laughs> chance he's going to the Niners. And Jimmy G going back, yeah. as, as much as I can envision Jimmy G going back in, in some way, obviously, because of the way he doesn't go away. Um, he is going to be guaranteed a starting job too. Niners have zero shot at bringing Jimmy G back unless Trey got hurt before that all happened and you had two injured quarterbacks, then like maybe. But, but you know, it, it's car go, Carr's going wherever he wants, whether anybody likes it or not. He's got the world by what the ball. What about balls. Brady coming out of retirement? Brady I comes think, out of retirement, goes on a revenge tour? I Yeah, he's someone that we, we kicked around. Um, he certainly, I did a whole video on Brady a couple videos back. I think Brady comes back by midseason. I think Brady gets a call yeah, by, right. from Miami Mike with Tua goes down with a concussion, and, and all of a sudden Tom Brady gets to avoid what it was that probably made him retire because he said he couldn't imagine retiring. He's playing at a high level, um, and the reason he retired the first time is because of camp, and he didn't want to go through all that. Then what did he do? He didn't show up in August for a big part of August. He doesn't like any of that. Brady wants to walk in. And, and the fact that he hasn't uh, signed a, a dummy contract with the Bucks to allow the Bucks to spread out the $40 million hit that Brady's going to take by not signing a deal with them. Um, and the fact that he's going to wait till, I think if he waits till March 15, then Brady will be able, he'll be, you know, obviously be a free agent and all that. If he decides to come back, he can come back and do whatever he wants. And I have a feeling he would go. To be honest, to- I hope Jimmy G goes to the Raiders. He could. He it, the Raiders uh, screw the pooch and they don't end up getting Aaron Rodgers or, or convincing the Packers and giving up more than they need to give up to get it done. Lamar, I, I, Ron even said, and I agree that Jimmy G to the Raiders sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. That, that seems fitting for the Raiders. The way they treated Derek Carr, the way they viewed Derek Carr, wouldn't shock me at all if they thought Jimmy G was the answer. It wouldn't shock me at all if the Raiders believed that Jimmy G is going to turn Devontae Adams into a 1,400-yard, 12-14 to touchdown wide receiver. Say goodbye to Devontae Adams if Jimmy G lands in Las Vegas. You know, it's funny we don't talk about it enough as much as I talk about the quarterback movement stuff. It's amazing I don't talk about this enough. 
But there's a, there's a player in fin- there's a player in fin- no I haven't said it yet. There's a player in fantasy football that is teeter tottering on disaster and greatness, and that's Devontae Adams. Like we we don't talk about Devontae Adams enough. There's such a big risk level tied to Devontae Adams' value in Dynasty right now. In redraft, we can react to it right and adapt. But in best ball and dynasty, we're not even talking about it. And in this conversation is making me think about it more. Devontae Adams with Jimmy G falls off the face of the earth. Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers is a top four wide receiver. Some would say number one. So it's like Devontae Adams is the one we're worried about more than any player in fantasy football in relation to this quarterback movement carousel we're talking about every day. And we don't even discuss it. Like, do you sell Adams right now? Do you get out of Adams? I hate saying that because Derek Lincoln, I think, just drafted Adams. But it could work out for you, Derek, if you're watching. Put your earmuffs on. Damn, I got them too. <laughs> yeah, and, until until we know. But if if Aaron Rodgers ends up going back to Green Bay after this darkness retreat or he retires, I don't know what the Raiders are going to swing big for Lamar. But I don't think Lamar is even looking in their direction. I don't know. Maybe he is. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think he knows who. I think it just makes sense because Jimmy worked with Josh McDaniels for all those years over yeah. in New England. Oh. And, well, you know. it does make sense, and who know you know who might be good friends. Like I mean, McDaniels will have somebody to eat lunch with in the cafeteria. I mean, yeah. you're right. There, there is a connection there. It doesn't mean it translates to football. I mainly want it because my friends, my friends have been, my friends have been talking about Jimmy this, Jimmy that on on the Niners. Jimmy sucks. Isn't that for years? And they're Raider fans, diehard Raider fans. So it would be it would be the best like what, what's it the would. word I'm looking for? Karma. Uh, for them irony. To go ahead and... <laughs> yeah, karma for sure. What, what's crazy? And I to... would never, I would never, not a day would go by that I wouldn't remind them that Jimmy G's their quarterback. What 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 concerns me right now, if I'm you, is is that Debo Samuel saying things like you know Jimmy G. He he almost ranked he almost ranked Jimmy G under pressure as the best quarterback out of Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Jimmy G. When he was questioned really hardcore the other day, it's like how do you, how do you see them? How do you see this guy? You, you know the, the problem is Debo had such a good run under Jimmy G, but it wasn't because Jimmy G was good. I think Debo's rooting for that because he was utilized so much because Jimmy G so limited. It really was Debo becoming a running back. It was Debo getting the ball at yeah. or behind the line of scrimmage because Jimmy G couldn't do anything with it. So of course Debo's excited about the uh, the idea of Jimmy. When you think about it, because it means production, it means a lot of usage. It means Debo's important because Jimmy's not that good. Um, and I don't understand and, why the Niners don't try to swing big at quarterback. Who? I don't understand why the Niners don't try to swing big at quarterback. Trade Trey Lance, try to get something for him, or or put it as part of the package that you would get for one of these other big quarterbacks and go after one of these big-name quarterbacks. I just because, don't understand why they don't do that. So logically speaking, the reason why you wouldn't is because the quarterback position is the most costly. And you're talking about 40 to $60 million per season for a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers would be 60 mil for one year. Tom Brady comes. He's going to require at least $45, $50 million for one year. Um, and, and you're probably going to see a two-year deal of some sort in one of these. And if Lamar, you get Lamar, you're paying 50-plus million a year for multiple years. So what, what that yep. does is when Ayuk needs to have his extension, you've got, you've got defensive players. You're, you, know, you have a lot of guys that need to be extended. If you tie that money up, you don't get, to, you don't get the advantage of 
like the Eagles retaining everybody. The Eagles are retaining almost everybody, bro. You know how scary that is for for opposing coaches yeah, to look at the and, and then they get the thirtieth pick and then the tenth pick overall. That's scary. The Niners with the two rookie quarterbacks, if they are the real deal, puts you at such an advantage building for multiple years than it would if you went and got a sixty million dollar Aaron Rodgers. But that said, it doesn't matter. You guys, I could argue, I could flip the script on myself and say, okay, well, now argue the other side, Smitty. Okay, you guys have a window that's closing. I'm sorry, but yep. you do. You're not going to be this good for you know three years from now, four years from now. You're good. You got McCaffrey for one more year, and then it's a year-by-year basis for me. Like, I'm even a little worried about McCaffrey. I think he'll play as a top one-to-five overall running back per start, but does he start 10 or 12 games versus starting 17? That's my concern for McCaffrey. But I think he his his skill level will not drop off this year. Injuries might hold him out four or five games. However, McCaffrey is no lock whatsoever to be good after one season. His his mileage is through the roof. When he was in Carolina, for this, the longer time he was there, he was a higher percentage of his team's offense and play calling than any player in the National Football League by a mile. So his usage is crazy. And so you guys have a closing window. Without McCaffrey, you wouldn't. The Niners would not have made the playoffs last year. You would not have made the playoffs last year. Everything is tied to McCaffrey. Everything. You're not a Super Bowl contending team without McCaffrey. Now, I'm not trying to rip on the Niners. The Niners are a Super Bowl contending team right this second. I'm I'm giving you that. I'm letting you know. I believe you have a top five potential capable team because you have McCaffrey. So why on earth aren't you going out and swinging for an Aaron Rodgers? Why on earth weren't you begging Tom Brady not to retire when he wants to play for the Niners so bad, but he probably was saving face because Shanahan wasn't picking up the phone. John Lynch wasn't picking up the phone. You know this guy wants to come play for you. Purdy's having surgery. You could have easily let Purdy ride the bench and heal his elbow for one year, bring in Tom Brady and win a championship, and let this guy consume and absorb everything he could from the best quarterback to ever play the game. But no, Shanahan is a head coach because he's such a bad coach, good offensive coordinator, bad personnel decision maker, just crap the bed again at the quarterback position. So I could argue both points financially in what they're thinking as far as building with Trey and with Purdy, but your window's closing, bro. You have a one to two year window, probably one year window to win a Super Bowl. And and Shanahan's gonna shot the bed one more time. And that wasn't me swearing. That yeah, was we'd me. have to give up some pe- we'd have to give up some pieces for sure. Like I, I wouldn't be I would be okay with moving on from like like Eric Armstead, like he's he's getting paid a lot of money at D tackle. You know, I'd be okay with moving on from him, maybe signing a couple lesser expensive D tackles or, or drafting a couple D tackles in the third or fourth round and using that money towards one of these big quarterbacks. And then we can retain most of our players. You know, we can retain McCaffrey, Debo. We could probably sign IU because he's, he's going to be expensive, but not overpriced expensive. We still got Fred Warner, Bosa on the defense. We're talking about signing uh, Deron Payne from the, the commanders. So we, we, we could do that. We just got to, we got to move some pieces around if it's, if it's going to work, but I just don't see them. I don't know why they're not trying to do that. Brother, the same reason why you, you held on to Jimmy G an entire offseason, then everybody tried to spin it into a, well, it was a good idea after all. It wasn't a good idea, bro. Shanahan crap, he crapped the bed. He 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 did he did try to bring back Jimmy G to to make it a good idea. Like he he by by dumb luck 
had Jimmy G still on the roster because he botched everything and you ended up needing him. But you needed him because ultimately, in my opinion, you didn't use the Jimmy G value, the, the $27 million you had tied up in him. You were afraid to cut him, and I think you would have you would have ate like 6 or $7 million that you would have got back due to the injury clause, I believe, or whatever it is that would have put the money back in your pocket maybe the next season. But you would have got the money back if Jimmy G would have signed with a new team because he was if he was if he was actually you know healthy. Shanahan could have used that money, the twenty seven million tied up in Jimmy G in this botched attempt to try and trade him. Like anybody was going to trade for Jimmy G, we said it all off season. No <laughs> one's trading for him. No one's trading for him. No one's coming knocking on your door. So he no, botched maybe. by not improving the offensive line enough that maybe got both the quarterbacks hurt. So when people say Shanahan had nothing to do with the injuries, they were they were fake injuries or they were or fake they were uh uh freak injuries. Sorry. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Yeah, you could argue both sides. I see both points. I see both points, you know. Yeah. I well, think we should have cut Jimmy or traded Jimmy. We had a few offers for Jimmy, but they were being greedy. They wanted a first-round pick for Jimmy. We weren't getting that. We had a second-round pick round on the pick. table, and we had some offers on the table from teams, and they just didn't jump the gun, and I think they should have. I think they should have took the first best round. offer that they could have got, whatever that offer was, got that money off the books. Then we would have had a second first and third-round pick this year in the draft. But like, like you said, man, somebody, you, whether Shanahan or whoever's making the, the final decision over there, watch that. And, yeah, it looked like it was good for a while when everybody got – when Trey Lance went down and Jimmy filled in. Let, but let's see how many we games – find a lesser expensive guy. Let's see how many games Jimmy G wins. This, this winner of a quarterback, everyone says, wins games. Nothing. All he does is win games. Let's see how good he does in another system that doesn't mask all of his deficiencies which is what Shanahan did do very well. But Shanahan had Debo Samuel. Shanahan had a scheme that was very short, you know, short passes. Uh, that, that that wide back role that was created by Miami, Mike, and Shanahan, I guess. Uh, we will never really know who was more the architect of that. But that was all to mask the inability of Jimmy G to throw the football downfield. And, and Jimmy G can't. Yeah, he, he's a first read kind of guy. He never developed a play long enough to get Kittle open. Kittle. A lot of Kittle's plays are blocking routes that have like an optional, you know, route on them. And Kittle couldn't even get done with his block before Jimmy G would release the football. So it was like one read, two read. Get rid of it. <laughs> Hot potato. One, two, yeah, three, yeah. go. And he throw it. Hey, hey, set hike, Debo. You become quarterback. I don't want the job. Debo catch the ball, take it from a yard behind the line of scrimmage, 70 yards downfield. Of course, Debo loves him. It means he's, he feels loved. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys, I got to go. Rick, appreciate you being on the call. Call back uh, later, appreciate pal. You, All right, later. Uh, Ada, later, everybody. Ada, 10 seconds. What do you got? Nothing. You pretty much summed it up. Everyone have a good day. We'll see you guys later. Ada, Ada boy, Ada. Later. Ron Navy, 20 seconds. You think uh, Gronk on retires if Brady comes back? Gronk has been pretty open about it. He said that if he runs out of money and blows his money and he's offered a big bag, whether he's good enough to play or not, he says he's coming back. But he said that he doesn't think he's coming back. He thinks his time's probably passed. But he, he would force it if he needed money. <laughs> so, I mean, Gronk, leave it to Gronk to tell you the truth. Uh, if Gronk needs money, because he's in all these like you know investments and different things he's got going on, so if something fails big time, Gronk, Gronk will come back whether he's got the talent or not. Uh, I don't know that it would be interesting. I could certainly see it. I could certainly see it. I could certainly see it not happening. I just think Brady 
he has unfinished business, whether he wants to admit it or not. Brady retired very quickly again. If you remember Brady's interview before the, the, the playoff game where he lost, Tampa lost pretty hardcore. I forget. Who'd they play? It was not this last year, the year before. Um, Was it? Who did they play? Who did Tampa play? Who, who did Tampa lose to? Someone help me with it. The, they got blasted. And, and Tom Brady, right before that game, that playoff it loss. The Rams. And, yeah. It was the Rams, and it wasn't that they didn't get blasted, but they did lose to the Rams. It was, at the end of the game, they got. I think they lost it pretty – it was hand, handedly. I don't think it was a close finish, if I remember correctly. It, it was kind of like a – I don't. I remember it kind of being like a, a, a kind of a tough loss. It wasn't like a close game where he did very well. It was like a. It was a. It was kind of a tough loss. W- regardless, when they lost that game, uh, Travis is the Cowboys. I don't know, but when they lost that, yeah, I think you're thinking. So anyway, um, last year, last 2021, Tom Brady interviewed right before that game. They said, do you think you could retire or you might retire? He says, I can't imagine retiring playing at this high level of football. I can't imagine it. He retired literally so close after that that Tampa Bay 2021 playoff loss. He wasn't absorbing the situation. He wasn't thinking very clearly. A lot of people say it had to do with pressure from you know Giselle wanting him to retire. So he did. And he did it for her and he came back because he wanted to play. Um, but very similar retirement feel to it. It was almost like he was wavering and he had a moment where he just went for it and just ripped the bandaid off. I don't, I think he's got unfinished business. I think he's trying to cover that up right now. When he's talk talks about, he says, no, I I retired for real. I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. doesn't matter what he says. Whenever you retire, you're retiring for real. You know what I mean? You don't retire unless you really believe you're retiring. You're not going to, you're going to ha- halfway retire. Brett Favre thought he was going to retire over and over. Jordan thought he was going to retire over and over. I'm sure LeBron will retire and pr- probably come back. It's really hard for the top dogs to retire and, and not try at least two comebacks. It really, the, the the greatest of all time, those players always retire, it seems, twice. Um, And I don't think Tom Brady's first retirement counted. That's kind of the debate, right? Did that one month of retirement really count? And was was this his second retirement? I I just I see him coming back, Ron. I see him coming back, but to an ideal situation with no camp, um, a team loaded with talent. Pat his resume, get another ring. You know, and it, it, it'd be amazing too. Like, let's say Miami Miami needed a quarterback. Tua goes down, or the Niners need a quarterback in week twelve. I could see it happening. I don't want to see Brady go to the Niners, so. All right, Ron. Yeah. All right, Ron. Appreciate you, man. I got to jump. Call back. If I go live tonight, call in. I don't know if I will. I'm not planning on it unless there's breaking news. So I'll see you all tomorrow. I'm sure I'll be live. I'll be live or drop a premiere or something tomorrow at some point before the 7 p.m. show. So I'll see you guys twice tomorrow at least. And then the evening show. So probably three times tomorrow. Maybe All right, the Steelers will have breaking go live about. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Later. All right, later, later on. All right, guys, appreciate you all. I don't know if I missed any super chats. Let me just look real quick. Uh, I think I got them all the way. Ron Navy dropping one. Jake uh, Black Falcon. Let me see if Falcon ended up asking a question. Falcon, I, I appreciate your super chat. 
I don't see a, a question from you after your super chat. So you're probably just dropping that in support. So I appreciate you dropping that 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 dollar holler, pal. Thank you all for being here. I work for you. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, every single Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm live whenever news breaks. So if news breaks, anything big drops in the NFL, I want you to think of me. Hey, who's talking about this right now? Who's breaking it down? Smitty. So come to my channel. I'm live Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at midnight Eastern. Today's Wednesday, so I'm not planning on going live at midnight to draft or do anything. But if news breaks, I'll certainly jump on here real quick. Uh, but I'll see you probably two to two minimum two times tomorrow, the 7 p.m. show and the, and the midnight show. But I'll probably do a live premiere or a live video at some point during the day. So you should see you should see me three times tomorrow. Until tomorrow, I'm gonna leave you with the revenge tour one more time and then the outro. $20 holler. Ron says, one day Smitty will have an in-depth discussion about Steelers instead of Niners all the time. Well, my Niner talk... Ron, I didn't mean to get rid of that. My Niner talk is is sometimes half negative, half, half positive. Ron at the buzzer. See you all later. Ron, appreciate you. Appreciate all the super chats. Christian, appreciate you. Mitch in the house. Mitch, appreciate you. Travis Rowe, Swaggy. Uh, Thomas, Ada, Ian, Peanut Butter and Waivers, Adam, Hod, Alex, Jimmy, everybody on, on up. Appreciate you. Matt Slater. Uh-oh. Hod, Hod poking at Ron Navy. Ron, don't look at the screen. I'll make it small so Ron can't I'll put it over in the corner so Ron doesn't notice it. Underdog, promo code SMITTY. Get up to $100 bonus match dollar for dollar. If you deposit $10, they'll give you $10. You deposit $100, they'll give you $100. Promo code SMITTY. Underdog Fantasy. Get some. Get braced, get braced, get braced.